brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Good Monday morning to you, January 29th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the morning blend. Eric, our producer, keeping us on track this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in on this last week of January as we begin National Catholic Schools Week. Good morning, Pat. Be true to your Catholic school, too, for sure. It was really a lot of fun this weekend, I noticed, at Holy Redeemer. This was an ongoing tradition at St. Joseph's School that on the Sunday that opens National Catholic Schools Week, wear your uniform to church. And I think the kids got like a free dress pass at some other day during the the school year. So while Holy Redeemer doesn't have their own Catholic school, many of the kids go to St. Joseph's or Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church, which is the two or school, which are the two Catholic schools in the Southern area. You head up North to Longview. There's another Catholic school, but boy, here in Portland, we had great Catholic schools all over. We sure do. We sure do. We recognized those schools yesterday at my parish, too. St. Thomas you really? More, we've got a school. And, uh, yeah, that's really exciting to do that and to, uh, to know that we are really having an impact on future generations. Mm-hmm. To see these schools so full and so vibrant, but it does bode well for the future. That's the exciting thing about it. That's it for sure. And uh, uh, Father Nathan, who talked about Catholic schools, he really made a point to let families know that if you want a Catholic education for your children, it can be made possible. Now, it might require some sacrifices for sure on the family part, and maybe you're not going to be able to afford the, you know, the luxuries that you normally would, but would you rather have a summer vacation or ensure a lifelong of, you know, a Catholic-based education for your children? Uh, yeah, time time to weigh those things. And uh, I know then here in the Archdiocese of Portland, Archbishop Sample absolutely believes that. And they have an organization to help with those financial resources, Catholic Schools Endowment Foundation. So yeah. really, really good they're putting that together. So sure. exciting. It's a whole week-long celebration, and we will be celebrating throughout the week. But today we're celebrating you a got special <gasps> national bubble wrap. Appreciation Day. Okay. And I have found the mother load. <laughs> so I'm wondering, I, these are the small bubble wraps. These are the big. Okay. Okay. But I think the sweet spot's that middle size. So I'm I'm, I'm going to be on a hunt for the middle the size. The middle, like yeah, the big so can, bubbles. Yeah. The, the, the These big ones, I don't know. Does Is this bubble wrap? Yeah, well, I, mean, I think like so. I don't really count that as yeah. bubble wrap. Like yeah, those I'm, big ones. That's I like just, yeah. pillow it's wrap. More, yeah. I don't even pop that stuff. I just like slice open the large air cushions with a knife and just throw it out. It doesn't have the same satisfaction as that. That little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do do appreciate it in all its forms. I'm I'm 50-50 there. I'm about, oh, I love to pop it, but I don't like the sound of you popping it in my ears right now. That's a little, wow. Not not nails on the chalkboard, but you're like, ooh, Monday, bubble wrap day. Yeah. Who doesn't love? When I find that medium size, the sweet spot ones, it'll be like a symphony. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what it is. We've got to get the right sound of the pop. Uh, I think I can remember 
like packages opening when you're a little kid, just like sitting there and just one at a time, just pop. It's half the fun of getting an Amazon package. Right? Yeah. And then getting yelled at by your parents going, will you stop <laughs> popping that? You're driving me crazy. <laughs> We'd one time coated a whole floor for a haunted house with bubble wrap. And it was really? like the most popular thing. People were like, because whenever they'd walk, they'd, you know, yeah. Yeah, that was kind Is of that a fun Is that scary? Thing. I guess so. It no, didn't feel it very really good. good. It was kind of cool. It yeah. was just kind of cool. <laughs> Jump and tap dancing it's on bubble part of, wrap. I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm reminiscing on bubble wrap because it's National Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Well, doesn't that go hand in hand with National Catholic Schools Week? I, think I don't so. know the There's connection, a cor- but I'm going to get there. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll be listening, I'm sure, to that bubble wrap all day long today. Of course, and coming up in our second cup, we're going to talk about some of the great things about going to Catholic school. I think that'll be great. What that'll else? That'll be got? awesome. Yeah, Plus, what? the Super Bowl is set, Brenda. Yeah, I watched yeah. a whole lot of football this weekend. Some good football this. Yeah, that last yeah. game last night was outstanding. So the Super Bowl is all set. We'll get into that a little bit. And Damian Lillard coming back to the Rose City. So, uh, yeah, Dame time. What? Yeah, not for us though. Well, yeah, unfortunately not. But I, uh, but he will be back this week. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. We'll look forward to that in your news report today. So we got a great show ahead for you. We're going to kick things off now with Matt Faley and the only light. We are the Morning Blend right here at Matcha Day Radio. The bubble wrap uh, <laughs> n- news of the morning. Stay with us. It's like watching the sunrise Knowing that it's gotta set I know a new day is dawning But I haven't seen one yet It's like a cold wind blowing But the storm is raging in Know there's beauty and there's goodness But I know how it ends Go You're not alone 
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Dan Faley and the only light. 710 with the morning blend. It's Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And look at that light out there. Oh my goodness, what a sunrise. That is a beautiful sunrise for sure. Wow, it's a fantastic Monday. Hey, just ahead, Brenda is going to be talking with Michael Davis. We'll be talking social justice and Reverend Navarum, a, a very, very important document in the church and a document on social awareness. And we'll check that beautiful weather forecast to start the new week next at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. 
For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal request through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Materday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 713 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 57 and low of 48 today with scattered clouds. The chance of precipitation goes from 20% to 70% as we move into the evening. But right now, there's currently a dense fog advisory for the central and southern Willamette Valley until 10 o'clock. So that may impact your morning drive turn on the fog lights and decrease your speed a little bit stay safe today well up here on sylvan hill there is a beautiful sunrise Mm -hmm. alert going out so there's a final morning up here 42 degrees at our lady of lords catholic school in vancouver and it's 47 at holy cross catholic school in st john's it's a new year and michael davis is starting a new series on his podcast common sense on social justice michael joins us today as he tackles social justice teaching and the thoughts of pope leo the 13th and it's a kind of a heady series but michael is here to introduce us and help get us dived in a little deep into this subject good morning michael thanks for joining us today good morning brenda All right. So you're taking on this new encyclical. And as we were preparing for the interview, you said there's this is a lot of stuff to get into. And so you're breaking it down into paragraphs and you're covering a few at a time. So first kind of introduce us to this encyclical. And where was the world at at the time that Pope Leo wrote it? Yes, uh, the historically Catholic way of writing an encyclical is with paragraphs that each paragraph is numbered, which okay. makes it very easy to follow. Sure. And so we uh, are breaking it down into into sections of paragraphs. And you were talking about headiness. Well, that in the very first paragraph, Pope Leo Thirteenth says the problem we've had is we've got these obvious grave injustices, and it's all been stuck in our heads, and we're not doing anything about it. It's stuck in the political arena and not affecting the economic systems. So in a kind of a humorous way, he puts that. But the world in his day, he wrote it in 1891, Rerum Navarum. And 
it is one of the greatest encyclicals. In fact, Pope John Paul II said it is the encyclical that shifted the whole understanding of social teaching in the church, kind of put it where the rubber meets the road. And in 1891 it was the height of the Industrial Revolution, which began in England and spread to the United States. And it created a lot of uh, grave injustices for social workers. In his day, the workers' guilds of the Middle Ages, which now we call unions, is kind of a form of workers' unions. It gave workers a voice and they had disappeared. And so the workers had no rights. They were paid low wages. They were in unsafe and filthy working conditions. They can provide for their uh, families. And one of Pope Leo XIII's laments is that we moved away from a green world of farming and these things to now this artificial environment of concrete and factories that humans were never meant to exist in. So he writes this encyclical to try to provide some answers from the church as to what do we do with this? Because he said this, there's been no point in history at which we've had such a worldwide plethora of injustice from this industrial revolution. Michael, this encyclical written in 1891, 130 years ago. Now, some people might say, well, I mean, that was all well and good for perhaps that day and age, but we're 130 years advanced from that. The world looks a whole lot different. So in your view, why is this encyclical more important now than ever? As I brought out in the second part, uh, second podcast in the series is that we're now 130 years the worse. Really? Than we were in his day that he would just be saddened, greatly grieved to see just how much worse the workers plight is in our day, especially with the uh, insane amount of child labor now that we have from these corporations. But we've kind of moved away from factories. I mean, they're still everywhere. We've kind of moved away from that part of the industrial revolution. Now we're in a phase where the technology companies are now the industrial revolution. And one of his laments at the very beginning of this encyclical is that you have all the wealth in the hands of a few while the masses are driven into mass poverty. Well, in 1891, Holy Father, join us in 2024 and see where we're at with that. It's terrible. Sure. It it does seem to be the case that, you know, the, the older and farther along we come, we believe that we should be getting better and smarter and hopefully more holy, but we seem to just keep turning in this hamster wheel. Yes. So my, if you're just tuning in, Michael Davis is joining us this morning. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice, taking on the encyclical by Pope Leo Thirteenth on Capital and Labor. So you are going to go very easy on your listeners. You are breaking this down in little, kind of more easier to swallow pieces, although you're taking on the first 14 paragraphs. It doesn't seem overwhelming, but in those paragraphs, what is the overarching theme that you're pulling out during those readings? Well, the Pope brings out Kind of a revolutionary idea, but it's one of those things where somebody states something so obvious, you're like, oh, duh. And why didn't I think of that? Okay. He states, man was created before the state was created. Okay. (laughs) Therefore, the state doesn't, man does not exist for the state. And so in the overarching theme, he's trying to bring out what is 
the church's role in this creation of justice out of this industrial revolution? What's the state's role in all of this? So the overarching theme is that the church has the truth of the matter, but it hasn't done very well in speaking into it. So the church needs to get down to the concrete level and start getting the truth into the discussion. But he says the problem is all of the institutions, the government, the corporations, all these institutions have rejected the ancient faith. And so we're left without the answer. So the church needs to get up and needs to start speaking into it, not just speaking into it, but actually living it. Michael, there was also a discussion about the passing on of roles, whereas a factory worker doesn't pass his job on to Mm -hmm. the next generation. But there is the passing on of ownership of property, Mm -hmm. of land. But there's a very specific use that that passing on needs to be for. Tell our Mm -hmm. listeners what he's getting at. Yeah, so one of the things that the Pope says is that we don't necessarily know the answers to justice. And I love that because we live in a day where the social justice warriors, they can define in black and white terms what the injustice is and in black and white terms what the answer is. Well, it's not that easy. The Pope says when we see injustices, we barely understand the true nature of the injustice, let alone the answer. So he says we need to get all parties to the table to figure out the answer together. But he says in that, he says, there's one thing I'm convinced is that socialism is not the answer. Mm. And here's why. Because he says one of the major answers to these injustices for the working class is the right to own private property. And that is an overarching theme throughout this encyclicals, the right to private property, because in private property, you can be creative. You're free. You're safe from the government intrusion because it's your private property. He quotes St. Thomas Aquinas in this because St. Thomas Aquinas says we have the right to private property. However, and St. Thomas Aquinas says our private property is to be used as a ministry to our neighbors and to the poor. And the problem with socialism is it takes away that private property and reduces us to Darwinism, the survival of the fittest, rather than to being creative as humans. Boy, that is a lot of information. And Michael, I'm glad that you are tackling this encyclical, breaking it down for us. And it sounds like it's going to be a great series. How many weeks are you going to be able to take this on? I haven't figured that out yet. Because what's happened, the Pope arranges that he doesn't have an outline, but you can see definite themes. So I'm just going from theme to theme. And I know they each theme kind of overlaps into another series of paragraphs, but I'm guessing five to six weeks. Okay. Well, perfect. If you want to follow along, you can listen to Michael Davis's podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Keep up with this entire series because I have a feeling you will love it. And you also might be challenged by what it says. Michael, we can always count on you for that. Thank you so much for joining us (laughs) today. Thank you. And again, that podcast can be found at matradayradio.com under the digital media file, standalone podcast. And of course, you'll also be able to access it on the Hail Mary Media app. 
723 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Getting excited because just a little over 24 hours from now, we are going to announce our very first Parish of the Week. I can't wait for this. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. I think waiting for it. Yeah, Sarah Kinsey will be in tomorrow morning at 840. Our digital disciple will have our very first Parish of the Week. And we'd love to recognize your parish. All you have to do to get involved, drop us an email, info at matradayradio.com info info at matradayradio.com all the details are also waiting for you at matradayradio.com support for matraday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And just ahead, some deadly attacks over the weekend, one of them in a Catholic church in Istanbul. We'll tell you more about that tragic news just ahead. And also difficult weekend on the roads here in Portland and Vancouver. Pedestrians need to be more aware than ever. Two fatalities over the weekend. I'll tell you about those as well. Here is Matt Redman. And bless the Lord. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship His holy. i mm-hmm. 
Redmond and bless the Lord. It's 730 right here at Mater Day Radio. The Islamic State has claimed responsibility for the deadly attack on a Catholic church in Istanbul during Sunday Mass that left one man dead. Two suspects described as members of the Islamic State group have been arrested following the shooting yesterday at Santa Maria Church in Istanbul's Sayar district. Turkish Minister of the Interior Arya Linkala announced late on Sunday night that police had conducted raids on 30 locations across Istanbul following the attack during which arrests were made. The minister also identified the victim of the attack as 52-year-old Turkish national Tansir Shahan. The Turkish Bishops' Conference has asked for prayers for Shahan and for his family. A person was struck by a car and killed late Saturday afternoon in southwest Portland's Brittle Mile neighborhood, prompting a closure of the surrounding streets for a few hours while police investigated. According to PPB, when officers arrived, they found the pedestrian dead. The driver remained at the scene and cooperated with police. No arrests have been made. The crash is the fourth traffic-related fatality this year in the city of Portland and the second involving a pedestrian. And in Vancouver, a person died on Sunday night when they were hit by a car. Vancouver Fire Department says the pedestrian was hit on Northeast 4th Plain, just west of 137th Avenue, around 8 o'clock p.m. Witnesses performed CPR on the person before paramedics arrived and pronounced them dead. The victim has not yet been identified, and there the driver also remained on the scene, according to Vancouver police, who are investigating the crash. 
The Iranian foreign ministry denied today that the country was behind an attack that killed three American service members at a U.S. base in Jordan on Sunday. 34 American service members were also injured in the drone attack near the Syrian border, according to U.S. officials. President Biden was weighing several options for a response to the strike. John Kirby, spokesman for the National Security Council, said it was clear to the U.S. that Iran has been supporting Houthi, Hezbollah, and Hamas militants in that region. President Biden said the United States will respond without giving any more details. This week, celebrated as National Schools Week, in a message from the Director of Catholic Education for the Archdiocese of Portland, Elias Moe, says this week, we honor the great gift of educational opportunities which flow from the heart of the Catholic Church's mission. He goes on to say, our schools are meant to be sacred spaces in which students encounter the imprint of God in every aspect of learning. Whether it's the logic of mathematics, the order of creation explored in science, the drama of human history, or the beauty of art and music, each moment in a Catholic school is an opportunity to behold the Lamb of God. We aim to awaken a sacramental imagination in our students. Now, here in the Archdiocese of Portland, we have nearly 10,000 students attending our Catholic schools. There's about 5,400 in elementary school. Excuse me. uh, I take that whole thing back. 9,600 in elementary schools and additional 5,400 in secondary schools. That's a lot of Catholic education going on. It takes over 1,200 full-time teachers and 267 part-time teachers. What a wonderful opportunity this week. We're going to be talking about Catholic schools I love my Catholic school, St. Joseph, where my kids went to. I went to St. Mary's, so uh, uh, I love that plaid. Sacramental imagination. I love that. That is incredible. What a phrase. In sports, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens to claim the AFC championship on Sunday and earn a fourth trip to the Super Bowl in the last five years. Well, they'll take on the San Francisco 49ers, who brought the Detroit Lions storybook playoff run to an end. The Lions had appeared headed to their first Super Bowl appearance after building a 24-7 halftime lead in the NFC title clash in Santa San Francisco. But the 49ers needed just eight minutes in a stunning third-quarter comeback to take away that 17-point deficit and grind out a 34-31 win. Earlier in Baltimore, reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City scored all of its points in the first half and then held off the Ravens to win 17-10. The 49ers head to the February 11th Super Bowl in Las Vegas right now as one-and-a-half-point favorites over the Chiefs. It looked like yesterday when they were showing little clips of Las Vegas, the whole city is lit up for Super Bowl colors, which was like purple and red. It almost like they were hoping a certain couple of teams were getting in, but... Uh, I think Las Vegas is always a buzz, but in two weeks, it is just going to be, I think, a, a influx of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, uh, imagine that. I mean, that first game. Super Bowl in Vegas. So this is this is a monumental. It, it It's going to be a party for <laughs> sure. <laughs> now, Pat, we were talking about the Baltimore Chiefs game, and then, and we, I, we did the consensus here. I am out on my own on this one. I believe... It was pass interference in the end zone. No, I think Eric made the made the point. The play was made actually before that. 
you know, right before that. I don't I don't think nah, I don't think it was interference. Yeah. It also but, from the commentator guy when I was watching, he said something to the effect that because of where on the field the play uh-huh. took place, it was that supposed interference happened behind that. And so because of like that location, you, you can't call it in terms of where the ball was. You all are watching a different game than I was. <laughs> Just because he was an announcer, that doesn't make him right for sure. I have no dog in the hunt, Brenda. I really don't. I didn't you know? either. And, and I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I haven't for over 25 years. I'm a Cowboy fan, you know? So. Oh, but if I were waking up a Detroit Lions fan today as oh, a Sandy, as a Charger oh, fan, yeah. Uh, my heart goes out to you. I know how that feels. Uh, they just kind of find new ways to just break your heart every <laughs> single year. So, oh, well, lick your lick your wounds this morning. That was a tough one. Well, Alejandro Monteverdi, the director of last summer's blockbuster Sound of Freedom, mm. is back at it again. This time, telling the inspiring story of the work of Mother Cabrini. Now she tackled to protect impoverished children in New York City. I was told that you were rejected by three different orders, each time for weakness of constitution. Your Holiness, we can serve our weakness or we can serve our purpose, not both. My sisters, if we are to build an empire of hope, it seems we must first conquer New York. Monteverdi's new film, Cabrini, tells the true story of Francesca Cabrini, also known as St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, and will be released by Angel Studios on International Women's Day, March 8th. Cabrini takes place in 1887 when hostility towards Italian immigrants ran high in New York. As an Italian immigrant, Cabrini was greeted by not only hostility, but also crime, disease, and dangerous living conditions, especially for orphan children. She and her religious sisters of the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus set out on the dangerous mission to provide housing and education for society's most vulnerable. The movie has a very pro-woman theme throughout its entirety. Monteverdi explained that he wanted to celebrate the power of a woman in the most iconic way. And what better way, he said, than the life of a saint, because she was celebrated, the, uh, she will be celebrating the power of the true woman, the woman that lives for others, that cares for those who have no dignity. I am looking forward to this. I saw Monteverdi's Sound of Freedom movie, and that was a very difficult watch, but it was mm. done so, so beautifully. And this one, I think, has got another hit on his hands. I can't wait. That'll be exciting to see. Mm-hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, it's Thursday. That means that this Thursday is time for adoration at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Portland. Contact the parish office at the cathedral to sign up for a regular hour or just drop by. Adoration starts at 8 a.m. and lasts all the way to 6.30 p.m. For these and more events, go to our website, MadreDayRadio.com. Well, this morning, a work of art out there. What a sunrise. I mean, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And speaking of art, we have got the Classical Iconography Institute right here in Portland, Oregon. And we'll be talking with the executive director of the Institute, Christine Slesser, joins us next after we check that beautiful weather forecast at Mater Dei Radio. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Krista von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. 742 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 57 and low of 48 today. It might get rainy towards the evening, but through the rest of the day, scattered clouds and sunny skies rain through the rest of the week. Dense fog advisory, but that should lift at 10 for the central and southern Willamette Valley. Right now, 48 at Blanchette Catholic School in Salem. And it is 45 degrees at St. Rose Catholic School up in Longview, Washington. One of the fundamental elements of the Catholic faith is the way that beauty and truth interact together. And one of the groups locally that is doing a lot to pursue that is the Classical Iconography Institute. The Classical Iconography Institute is a fine arts educational nonprofit dedicated to teaching the ancient method of egg tempura iconography to preserve one of the oldest traditional sacred arts of the ancient Christian East and West. Joining us this morning is the Executive Director of the Classical Iconography Institute, Christine Slasher. Christine, great to have you here, and I understand you've just moved into a brand new building with the Institute in Northeast Portland. How does this new facility enhance your programs? Oh, this location has been a godsend to us. We um, had a lovely studio over at St. Mary's Cathedral, but the cathedral and all of its buildings are undergoing a renovation. 
So we were so fortunate that the Dominican monks and the parish of Holy Rosary offered us this wonderful place because it's the very first time that we've ever had all of our goods under one roof. So we have a room for our historic pigments, and in another room we have rare books because we inherited a very fine collection of Russian and out-of-print iconography manuals and podliniki, which are pattern books. And so we use them all for our students, and we finally have a place for that. We have a place for our painting. We have a special section dedicated just to drawing. And so now, because the building was not in use, we can use it in the daytime for daytime classes and for evening classes, and we also have an online program. So we've been able to build our program from about 12 to 15 students that we had before to 33 now. So we have undergone a very large expansion, largely due to the fact that we have a facility and that they have given us this place of shelter. We're so grateful to them. Christine, one of your upcoming programs for this spring is about to start, Byzantine Drawing 2. Can you share with us the details of this class? And I know registration closes February 1st. Yes, and we always offer one class per term that doesn't have any prerequisites. So anyone can register for Byzantine Drawing 2. You don't need to have Byzantine Drawing 1, but just so that you know that was about the face. Byzantine Drawing 2 focuses on the body. Ah. And what we do is we teach the underlying geometry And this is what's fascinating. It's all based on the module of the nose. So if you were to take the measurement from the tip of your nose to the root of your nose, which is right where the corner of your eye is, you would have three of those measures to make up your face or a head. And in our, we're beginning with the Mount Athos uh, formula from the 12th century, nine heads make up a body. And there, the module of the nose fits into the length of the arm and the hands everywhere. Every part of the body is based on the module of the nose. So that helps you also to date an icon. Because if you see an icon that is like 12 heads high, that would be 18th century probably because the figures elongated as the buildings got taller. So we're going to teach students the static figure, which is the, stigu- the figure that would be in the Oran's position praying. And we're also going to teach the inverted S shape, which is a dynamic pose that would be like bowing or in supplication to Christ. So we're going to not only teach the body, but how to draw the garments and how the folds fall in both of those positions. So that'll set you up to be able to begin to draw your own icon. And that that starts at the end of February. And in addition to that, coming up this summer, you have got a iconography retreat at Mount Angel Abbey. How does that integrate into the monastic spirituality on the hilltop? Well, iconography began in monasticism. Hmm. And so we really wanted to return to our roots. And originally, the Iconography Institute started at Mount Angel in the 80s. And so the Classical Iconography Institute is actually that very same nonprofit, just with an updated name, you know, new students and new management, but it's a tradition that started there. 
And what we do is we center all of our instruction around the monastic prayer schedule. So we start with daily mass and we work until the noon prayer bell and then we go to pray with the monks. But we also have monks in our class. So last summer we had five monks in our class and that really changed the dynamic for everyone. It really opened the hearts of our students and the monks had a wonderful interaction with them actually counseled some of our students, and it really helped us all to become a cohesive unit. Our guest is Christine Slesher. She's the executive director of the Classical Iconography Institute. Christine, you're planning an exciting pilgrimage from Byzantium to the home of St. Paul coming up September 11th through the 22nd. What's the itinerary for this trip? Well, this one we're going to begin in Bulgaria which was actually part of the Byzantine Empire at around the year 1000. A lot of the icons in Bulgaria are very similar to those in Greece. And so that's the reason why we're going to start there and then move south and go to northern Greece and then walk in the footsteps of Paul in Thessaloniki and in Varia, in Pella, and Castoria, in all those areas where he preached. We're also going to include not only monasteries and churches as we normally do, but also some um, cultural sites. So to get the whole history of that time period, both archaeologically speaking and then artistically speaking with the artwork and the architecture. You've done pilgrimages in the past. Mm -hmm. How does this enhance that classroom setting? I learned so much by going to see these, these works firsthand because we were able to interact with the monks. And so they taught us things about the icons that we didn't know. And to see them larger than life and to see the details really helped bring that into the program. A lot of the examples that I took photographs of are being used in the classroom now to teach geometry and to learn about the color and the spiritualism of that color. That's very important because there's nothing in an icon that is there for artistic purposes or by chance. It really enhanced my own education, my own ability to convey that to the students. But so many of my students did come along, and they're incorporating what they saw into their artwork now. And so they have, and they have a rationale for it, too. So it really sure. just provided both the spiritual background and the artistic background to make them better iconographers. So if somebody's listening to us this morning and they want to find out more about how to become maybe a part of a class mm -hmm. or the pilgrimage, how do they get more information? Well, you can go to our website, which is classicaliconography.org. And I also encourage you, if you have any questions, to just email me directly. I answer all the emails. Um, I'm happy to do it. So it's director at classicaliconography.org. Most everything that we've talked about today is on the website, but I encourage anyone to contact me directly, and I'd be happy to provide any other information. Wonderful, Christine. Well, this is so exciting, and the work you're doing is just dynamic. It's amazing. Well, my intention and the goal of the Iconography Institute is really to preserve this ancient Christian art form of the East and West and really to help people use this 
to enhance their relationship with God and pray. That is truly a noble purpose. She's Christine Slesser, Executive Director of the Classical Iconography Institute, and you can find out more about their classes, the pilgrimages, and anything going on there at the Institute by going online to classicaliconography.org. You'll find that link, more information, and a replay of this interview online at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 7.52 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, speaking of resources, on February 14th, it is St. Valentine's Day, which also is giveaway day at our local churches. They're going to be handing out <laughs> ashes as we kick off that Lenten season. You know, Mater Day Radio, we always are preparing for what is coming up next. And so now would be a great time to begin to think about your Lenten practices and what you want to do and be sure that you are ready for Ash Wednesday. So that way you'll be ready to enter into this holy season and really honor and celebrate those pillars of Lent. Two weeks? Two, two, two weeks, weeks away. Ooh. Yeah, on Wednesday. So for sure you want to make sure that you have downloaded the Hail Mary Media app. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so many great resources available for you to use. So that way this will be a very holy and prayerful time as we lead towards that journey towards Easter. We are resurrection people for sure. So we are getting ready here at Mater Day Radio, and we want to get ready right along with you. So go to our resources page at materdayradio.com, and of course, download today the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. In a culture that is saturated in sports for children, we can begin to feel overwhelmed by these types of activities and begin to lose our focus on why we are even allowing our children to participate them in the first place. In 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 through 25, it states, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. St. Paul in the letter to the Corinthians speaks right to our generation. He reminds us that we need to strive for excellence, which is required by living a life of discipline and battling against selfishness. As mothers, we are to teach our children this type of standard. Sports are not there to make people more self-focused and self-centered, but rather as a way to train our bodies in a similar way of growing in the spiritual life. No matter what kind of athlete you are, when we exercise, we learn discipline and reinforce self-control. The key is to allow sports to be a pathway to holiness. So let us pray, dear Jesus, please help us to learn self-discipline and self-control with a healthy lifestyle, amen. And may we be a light in this world by wanting to compete and bring all the glory to God.
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric, and he's back. Dame time. Uh-huh. Coming to the Motor Center. All right. Mm, just for one night. <laughs> okay. We'll welcome him anyway. Yeah. And Pope Francis reminds us that the devil enslaves us with many temptations, and we need to learn to say no to temptation. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you about his Sunday Angelus address coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. If there's just a handful of things you remembered for and one of them involves a pig's foot, then I'm proud to say that you're on your way to sainthood, my friend. We all need a little humor in our lives and Brother Juniper was just the simple soul that the newly established Franciscan order needed. Not much of anything is known about his life before joining St. Francis in 1210, but the founder and fellow saint wished that he had a forest full of Brother Junipers. His lighthearted, simple faith was contagious and a cherished gift to many. His generosity was also so great that he was eventually asked to stop giving away his outer garments to the beggars he passed by. Could you even imagine having to be asked to stop giving away something so basic but crucial to your identity? Needless to say, Brother Juniper, without missing a beat, passed another beggar in the streets and told him that he was forbidden from giving away his clothes, but he wouldn't stop the man if he tried to remove it himself. There was another occasion when Brother Juniper was tasked with guarding the cathedral. When beggars came to the church doors asking for food and money, he didn't have much to give them, so he let them take the silver bells. After all, he thought, this is God's house and he wouldn't mind sharing. The bishop was outraged. Brother Juniper immediately made a bowl of porridge as a peace offering and took it straight to the bishop. Being that it was well into the night, the bishop was yet again not having it with the simple-minded friar. With huge, genuine puppy dog eyes, he asked the bishop to hold his candle while Brother Juniper ate the porridge so that someone would eat it while it was hot. The bishop had no option but to chuckle from the absurdity and enjoyed the porridge with the brother. The last little story I'll share involves the pig's foot I mentioned earlier. As you can tell by the story shared about the friar, it's easy to see that he was as innocent as he was lighthearted, and he was generous and fully himself. He also knew how to persuade without being manipulative. Thus, his most common tale, the pig's foot. A man lay ill and Brother Juniper as caretaker asked what would bring the man comfort. He told the friar he would love to have a meal of pig's foot one last time. Almost without hesitation, Brother Juniper went over to the neighbor's pig, chopped off a leg, prepared the meal, and served it to the ill man. As you can imagine, the farmer was outraged. By the end of the conversation, 
Brother Juniper had apologized for the confusion and somehow convinced the farmer to do the charitable thing and donate the rest of the pig to the Franciscans. Jesus calls each of us to have a childlike faith. Now, he didn't say to act childish. We can't throw a fit every time we're inconvenienced or cry when we fall flat on our faces. He said to be childlike. There's moments when it's best to take matters seriously, but it's okay to not be perfect 24-7 and to truly experience the gift of life that God has given us, sharing a smile with our fellow brothers and sisters. Life can simply be made up of little joyful moments with a whole lot of heart in between. Saint conflict between the current gesture of the Lord, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to access Lenten resources, please download today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find details at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Heavy rains caused an overflow of stormwater and sewage into the Willamette River in Portland over the weekend. The ongoing overflow began when the big pipe system reached capacity at about 3.30 in the morning on Saturday. It affected the river downstream of the Ross Island Bridge and upstream areas became part of the overflow as more rain fell. The overflow is about 80% stormwater and 20% sewage, according to a news release from the mm. Portland Bureau of Environmental Services. During an overflow and for 48 hours after it stops, the public is advised to avoid contact with the Willamette River because of increased bacteria in the water. The river's water quality should return back to normal later today and be open for recreation at a later time. Uh, advisory should come out later advising us of that, but it's right at about 48 hours now. Okay, dilution is the solution <laughs> in so. cases like this. Well, Pope Francis warned on Sunday that the devil wants to chain our souls and enslave us with many temptations, while Jesus came to free us from all these chains. Pope Francis encouraged people to learn how to say no to the temptations of evil before they creep into the soul by invoking the name of Jesus. When facing a temptation, he says, do not attempt to negotiate with the devil. Pope Francis added that another chain is fear, which makes one look at the future with pessimism and impatience, which always casts blame on others. Now, Pope Francis noted that in Sunday's gospel reading, Jesus casts out the devil but does not dialogue with him, noting that during the temptation in the desert, Jesus only answered with words from Scripture. And speaking from a window in the Vatican's apostolic palace to the crowd gathered at St. Peter's Square, Pope Francis prayed for peace in Ukraine, Palestine, and Israel. Two new Catholic bishops have been consecrated in China in the last several days under an agreement between the Vatican and Beijing, signifying a resumption of cooperation between the two sides after a period of discord. The Vatican had accused China of violating at least the spirit of their agreement, which the two sides signed in 2018 by installing two bishops as heads of dioceses without permission from Pope Francis in November of 2022 and April 2023. By contrast, both new bishops consecrated in recent days were appointed by the pontiff, the Vatican said. Bishop Anthony Sun Wenjun was ordained on Monday as the bishop of Weifang in eastern China. The ceremony took place four days after the ordination of Bishop Thaddeus Wang Yusheng of Shenzhou, capital of the central province of Henang. 
For several decades, China's estimated Catholic population of 10 to 12 million has been split between a state-sanctioned patriotic church and the so-called underground Catholic church, which opposes state interference. Amid the ongoing unrest over a recent Vatican declaration on the blessing of same-sex couples, Pope Francis on Friday appeared to try to rein in certain interpretations of the document, insisting that what's at issue is a pastoral gesture directed at people involved and not their union itself. Speaking to members of the Vatican's Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, Francis said the intention of of offering pastoral and spontaneous blessings to couples in irregular situations, including same-sex couples and divorced and remarried couples, is to express pastoral closeness. The decision, he said, is intended to concretely show the closeness of the Lord and of the church to all those who find themselves in different situations. Now, some bishops' conference welcomed the move, while others, notably the entirety of Africa, have refused to give blessings to same-sex couples as a pair or as individuals, citing cultural sensitivities and the possibility of creating confusion. In sports, the woes for the Blazers continue. DeMar DeRozan finished with 20 points, and the Chicago Bulls took down the Blazers 104-96 last night at the Moda Center. Jeremy Grant led Portland with 24 points, while DeAndre Anton had 22 points and 12 rebounds. The Blazers have lost four of their last five games. They're back in action tonight, hosting the Philadelphia 76ers for their lone trip to the Rose City at 7 o'clock. Then on Wednesday, former Blazers star Damian Lillard returns to Portland with his new team, the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be weird to see Dame at the Motor Center wearing that that Bucks green. Right. Yeah. But it, this is not his first return, or is it? Back to the Motor Center. Yeah, it's going to be his first trip back. I oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's right. Because right, they only get one. They only get one uh, game a year, home and home. I see. So, uh, with the Eastern Conference, got it. So this is yeah, this is the first and only okay. uh, visit this year. I imagine he will still get a uh, a round of applause oh, from these well, Blazer I would fans. We love, ovation we love them. And, yeah, yeah, I think so. So it's just going to be very odd Wednesday night. They got to get past the 76ers tonight. That is no easy task. They're a good team. Well, Forbes magazine has published its popular annual list. 50 over 50, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, where it highlights influential women in fields such as science, fashion, economics, and human rights, among others. In the 2024 edition, it includes Sister Nathalie Beckhart, a Catholic sister who serves as undersecretary of the General Secretariat of the Senate of Bishops. Pope Francis appointed Sister Beckhart to her undersecretary post back in 2021. At the time, that gave her the highest ranking woman in the Vatican and the first woman to gain a right to vote at such a high-level conference, Forbes notes. Now, this is one of several appointments of women to increasingly important positions at the Vatican by Pope Francis. The big business magazine also noted her master's degree in entrepreneurship from the HEC Business School in Paris and the successful career she had in marketing before joining the Xavier Sisters in 1995. 
Now, this is not the first time she's been on such a list. Last year, she was also on the Forbes list. And in 2022, the BBC included her on its list of 100 inspirational and influential women worldwide. Sister Barbara Quinn is the Associate Director for Spiritual Formation at the Boston College School of Theology and Ministry, where Sister Beckhart studied. This is not the first time she's appealed on such a list last year. Again, on those wonderful lists that include so many women. I have met incredible sisters in my time. In fact, one of the first very influential sisters when I was doing uh, my um, uh natural family planning course in Omaha, Sister Renee Merck's PhD ran their ethics department. And she was an incredible woman. God places before us these incredible women. And it's just wonderful that they get the highlight that they deserve. Amen. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, a fitting event for Catholic Schools Week, St. Agatha School in the Selwood neighborhood is having an open house on February 1st this Thursday. From 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., the pre-K through 8th grade school is open to go visit, meet teachers, meet parents, see the classrooms at St. Agatha School in Selwood. Well, estate planning is something we need to be doing this time of year. Yep, getting all our financial ducks in a row. It's a great way to get the new year started. Ashley Michike is here with Brenda to tell us more about how we can do that just ahead as we celebrate National <laughs> Bubble Wrap Day. Here. <laughs> Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. I'm I sorry. appreciate I that get very the title much. Right here, and we'll check that beautiful weather forecast next in Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Amazing parishes form the backbone of our vibrant Catholic community. Mater Dei Radio is all set to salute these outstanding churches and their members as our Parish of the Week. Every Tech Tuesday at 840, our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to reveal our weekly winner. Tell us the reasons why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. 
From the uplifting choirs to energetic youth groups, dedicated service ministries, and delectable potluck dinners, what are the things that make your parish family stand out? Let us know and then catch the Morning Blend on Tech Tuesdays at 840 for the big announcement. Your church could be our next Parish of the Week with a hearty tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 811 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 57 and low of 48 today. As weather's moving through the valley, we're going to go from 20% chance of precipitation to 70% as we head into tonight. Scattered showers through the rest of the week, but right now it's sunny, scattered clouds. It's looking good. It might be a nice day to be outside. Currently, it is 48 degrees at Jesuit High School in Beaverton. Yeah, I'm ready to go walk in 48 right now at Valley Catholic High School here in Beaverton. Many of us take the new year as a time to tackle some important projects around the house. You might be thinking of sprucing up some areas or maybe even some bigger plans. But don't forget to also make sure that your financial plan is still on track. Make any necessary changes to your estate plan or will. Joining me today to tell us about some of those life events that you need to be ready for, it is our good friend Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for having me. Ashley, every day you record a podcast with some important things and little tips that you want people to remember financially. And your most recent couple of podcasts have been talking about this. Some of these triggers, as you call them, that would want to get you to make some changes or require you to make some changes to your estate plan. And one of the ones that you talked about, and they all actually do kind of go together a little bit, um, it's a divorce or a new marriage. And unfortunately, all too often, we hear about divorces in even within our church. And that is an important aspect, even a, a new marriage, some things to consider for your estate plan. Yes, exactly. So I think when people set up their estate plan, maybe they uh, set it up for the first time or just get a simple will. You know, a lot of people do that when they're younger, maybe first get married, start having kids. And then, you know, 10, 20, 30 years goes by and that hasn't been updated. And then we have life's inevitable changes, like the two the two big ones, the two big triggering events that should prompt you to look at your estate plan would be the two those two Ds, which are death and divorce. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, um, if you have a the death of a spouse, but even a child or another beneficiary. I mean, most people, uh, it does prompt them to make some changes and updates, but a lot of people forget about things like, you know, if, if somebody else dies other than your spouse. And so it's just a very difficult time in general, but it's very important that you update your estate plan with, when any of those people passes away, um, because otherwise it creates some confusion and frustration. It may not be clear what you wanted or intended, and you could inadvertently cut out other loved ones from your estate if you don't make those changes each time someone passes. Ashley, one of those things that goes along with death, especially if it is a family member, is sometimes that death does come along with an inheritance, right? And that's an important thing to recognize because that could really change the plan. 
Exactly, yeah. And actually, that's another large triggering event would be if you received an inheritance. So, you know, you, you, if you have a sudden increase in wealth, that should prompt you to update your estate plan. And most of the time, uh, uh, an inheritance isn't just going to come to you as, as, you know, a cash deposit in your bank account. Mm-hmm. It comes in the form of property. There may be, you know, other accounts like an inherited IRA. So these all add complexity and it, it, it it should prompt somebody to revisit their estate plan, make those updates, make sure that their new assets and these new complexities that they have are covered with their existing estate plan. And if it's not, then things should be updated. So Ashley, then what happens if there is a death or unfortunately maybe a divorce, an inheritance is received, and then if it's for a person who maybe later in their life remarries and now there might be some a larger family maybe stepchildren how how does one kind of navigate what happens to that inheritance if there's maybe my kids and your kids kind of a, a situation yeah very good question so yeah this is especially important if you have a blended family and children who maybe aren't related to your new spouse they might have kids And so uh, I come across this all the time in working with clients is that you want to think through the decision tree. So if something happens to you, you know, who inherits those assets? Do they go to your spouse? Well, if that happens, then what's going to happen when your spouse dies? Do those assets then go back to your kids? Do they get split among? So you can see how people can easily be Mm -hmm. inadvertently cut out. And so when you have a blended family, if you get remarried, that that really is so important to ensure that all your loved ones are taken care of. Because, you know, the ultimate goal of estate planning is to, you know, make sure that your your loved ones, your family, your your children, spouse, et cetera, you want to take care of them and, uh, you know, provide for them in accordance with your wishes with the least amount of tax burden as possible. I think most people, if they were to summarize why they do estate planning, that's what they're trying to accomplish. And so it's so critical to evaluate and review and update periodically an estate plan because with enough passage of time, with enough of life, life event happen, events happening, you can easily uh, veer off of that path. Ashley Mishike is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors, joining us today to help you get your estate plan looked at and updated if that's one of your goals for 2024. Now, kids are always an important part of any person's plan. I think about my own children and I feel like, oh, well, I can, you know, four kids will just split it four ways. But sometimes that's not always the case. And the needs and maybe even life situation of those children may warrant you to uh, maybe approach things a little differently. Maybe sometimes the executor has to change because the life, again, circumstances of your kids has changed. What are some of those things that parents need to be aware of if their children are somehow involved either in the inheritance or as the executor? I'm really glad you brought that up, Brenda, because this is one of the major challenges that I deal with is that sometimes you have an adult child. We were talking about this earlier. I have four children. They're all young. My oldest is nine, but you have four children and 
you know, uh, not all of our kids are, you know, going to turn out and, uh, you know, be uh, responsible adults and be able to handle an inheritance. So some of us may have children for whom an inheritance would be their total undoing. Like if they have an addiction, if they have some mental health issues, um, maybe they just have other life struggles. And so it's important, although it's difficult for parents to think through these challenges and how can we, you can use estate planning as a tool to not to make sure that they don't have access to a large sum of money if that's not going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with an executor or a personal representative is the executors or, uh, uh, you know, a personal representative is someone who is going to end up implementing your estate plan and those wishes, and they often determine how successful that whole process is. And so I find that a lot of people, when they're setting up a will or a trust, they don't really give that a lot of thought. They just say, oh, my, I'm going to give it to my oldest child or, you know, my brother can do this for me. But um, maybe the person you named originally in your trust or will many years ago, they could be maybe too old, maybe they're sick, maybe they're, you know, not able to manage that process. Maybe they moved out of state. So there could be all kinds of circumstances that make it impractical for that executor or the personal representative to carry out those instructions in your estate plan. And so there are there are situations like that where you just want to carefully reconsider either beneficiaries or executors or personal representatives, these people that I've named, if things go according to the plan that's currently in place, is how is that going to work out? Is that going to go well for them or for everybody else? And I know it's hard, especially when you have children who have addiction or, mm-hmm. or some of those types of issues, but... Um, you know, you you as parents, we don't want to do more damage to them, and sometimes we can do a lot more damage to them by giving them, you know, a large sum of money and free access to do what they want with that. Right. Oh, Ashley, and for sure, always put these things to prayer as you are making that plan. Ask God for His guidance, and well, do the best that you can. That's that's the only thing we can do. And Ashley, then just before we go, if a person realizes, okay, I do fall into one of these categories, I do need to make some changes. What do you, what do they need to do to make sure their decisions are known and they're followed through? Yeah, great question. Well, the first step would be to gather all of those estate documents, wills, trusts, uh, beneficiaries, even healthcare directives. And uh, if it's been many years or you you realize that you need to update your estate plan, then you want to talk to an attorney, an estate planning attorney who can help you with that. And, you know, the good ones will go through everything that you have in place, talk with you about your goals and your wishes and put something in place, an update in place that meets that, along with incorporating all the tax changes. You know, we didn't talk about that, but there are tax changes that happen periodically and, you know, incorporating all of those new changes to the tax law that might impact the estate plan as well is very important. And a good attorney can do that. Excellent. All right. So I've got all of this information. It's great to know. And hopefully for our listeners, they've learned a thing or two and are ready to take these on. Ashley, again, I appreciate all of your time today. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Brenda. 
8.22 at Monterey Radio, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And if you are in the midst of estate planning, well, you can leave a legacy of faith by making Monterey Radio a beneficiary in your estate planning. We've got all the details on how you can do that online at MonterdayRadio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the voice of the shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Dei Radio the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 824 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life and some disturbing attacks over the weekend and one of those in a Catholic church in Istanbul. Details just ahead in news. And this week across the nation, we celebrate our Catholic schools. And the new director of Catholic schools here in the Archdiocese of Portland talks about a little sacramental imagination. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you more about it coming up right after this. It is Kara Klein and Waymaker. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
And that is Kara Klein with Waymaker. It is 8.30 right here at Mozart Day Radio. The Islamic State has claimed responsibility for the deadly attack on a Catholic church in Istanbul during Sunday Mass that left one man dead. Two suspects described as members of the Islamic State group that had been arrested following the shooting on January 28th at Santa Maria Church in Istanbul's Seyir district. Turkish Minister of the Interior Ali Yirkala announced late on Sunday night that police had conducted raids on 30 locations across Istanbul following the attack during which these arrests were made. The minister also identified the victim of the attack as 52-year-old Turkish national Tunsir Shahan. The Turkish Bishops' Conference has asked for prayers for Shahan and for his family. A person was struck by a car and killed late Saturday afternoon in Southwest Portland's Bridal Mile neighborhood, prompting a closure of the surrounding streets for a few hours while police investigated. According to PPB, when officers arrived, they found the pedestrian dead. And the driver remained at the scene and cooperated with police and no arrests have been made. The crash is the fourth traffic-related fatality this year in the city of Portland and the second involving a pedestrian. 
And in Vancouver, a person also died on Sunday night when they were hit by a car. Vancouver Fire Department says the pedestrian was hit on Northeast 4th Plain, just west of 137th Avenue, around 8 p.m. Witnesses performed CPR on the person before paramedics arrived and pronounced them dead. The victim has not yet been identified, and again, the driver remained on the scene, according to Vancouver Police, who are investigating the crash. The Iranian foreign military has denied any involvement that the country is behind an attack on three American service members that were killed at a U.S. base in Jordan yesterday. 34 American service members were also injured in the drone attack near the Syrian border, according to U.S. officials. President Joe Biden is weighing several options for a response to the strike. John Kirby, spokesman for the National Security Council, said it's clear to the U.S. that Iran has been supporting Houthi, Hezbollah, and Hamas militants in that region. President Biden said the United States will respond without giving any further details. And this week is celebrated as National Catholic Schools Week. In a message from the Director of Catholic Education for the Archdiocese of Portland, Elias Mose says this week... We honor the great gift of educational opportunities which flow from the heart of the Catholic Church's mission. Our schools are meant to be sacred spaces in which students encounter the imprint of God in every aspect of learning. Whether it is the logic of mathematics, the order of creation explored in science, the drama of human history, or the beauty of art and music, Each moment in a Catholic school is an opportunity to behold the Lamb of God. He goes on to say, we aim to awaken a sacramental imagination in our students, students, helping them see beyond the material world to behold the divine presence that surrounds and sustains us. Now, this year in the Archdiocese of Portland, there are nearly 10,000 students in elementary schools, 5,400 in secretary. Uh, secondary schools and over 1,200 full-time teachers seen to their needs along with 267 part-time students. It is incredible the care and gift that our Catholic school teachers are too. Of course, we recognize our Catholic schools and what a great mission these teachers are on to educate all of them. Sacramental imagination. That's beautiful, isn't it? It is really. I love that phrase. Hmm, incredible. Well, our, my imagination has been captured as to what's going to happen in two weeks, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. In sports, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Baltimore Ravens to claim the AFC championship yesterday and earn a fourth trip to the Super Bowl in the last five years. Well, they'll face the San Francisco 49ers, who brought the Detroit Lions storybook playoff run to an end yesterday. The Lions had appeared headed to their very first Super Bowl appearance, building a 24-7 halftime lead in the NFC title clash in San Francisco. But the 49ers needed just eight minutes in a stunning third-quarter comeback to erase the 17-point deficit and grind out a 34-31 win. Earlier in Baltimore, reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City scored all its points in the first half and then held off the Ravens 17-10. The 49ers will be headed into the February 11th Super Bowl in Las Vegas as a one-and-a-half point pick over the Chiefs right now. All right. But you know the biggest question and mystery in all of this Super Bowl is the fact is, whether or not Taylor Swift is going to be able She's to get to the game. Be there. She's got to be in Tokyo, I think, on Saturday. Of course, the game's on Sunday. Of course, what everybody is quick to remind everybody 
it's they are uh, on the other side of the dateline. So when <laughs> when her this always, concert this is over on me. Saturday, it's Saturday morning. Opposite. Uh, There's 17 hours like oh she'll of make a it. difference. No so. problem. No problem at all. Get get on her her Taylor Swift bedazzled airplane and get her over to Las Vegas in time. Swift Air. Swift I think Air. it can do it. <laughs> Alejandro Monteverdi, the director of last summer's blockbuster Sound of Freedom, mm. is back at it again. This time, telling the inspiring story of the work a mother Cabrini tackled to protect impoverished children in New York City. I was told that you were rejected by three different orders, each time for weakness of constitution. Your holiness, we can serve our weakness or we can serve our purpose, not both. My sisters, if we are to build an empire of hope, it seems we must first conquer New York. Monteverde's new film, Cabrini, tells the true story of Francesca Cabrini, also known as St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, and will be released by Angel Studios on International Women's Day, March 8th. Cabrini takes place in 1889 when hostility towards Italian immigrants ran high in New York. As an Italian immigrant, Cabrini was greeted not only by hostility, but also crime, disease, and dangerous living conditions, especially for orphaned children. She and her religious sisters, the missionary sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, set out on the dangerous mission to provide housing and education for society's most vulnerable. The movie has a very pro-woman theme throughout its entirety. Monteverdi explained that he wanted to celebrate the power of a woman in the most iconic way and... What better way than the life of a saint? Because she will be celebrating the power of the true woman, the woman that lives for others, that cares for those who have no dignity. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday, starting at 6 and lasting until 8.30, the Southwest Washington Sarah Club Vocations Dinner. The event takes place at the Marion Hall at St. Joseph Parish in Vancouver with a keynote speaker of Bishop Frank Schuster. It looks like to be a great event. And I think seminary education counts as Catholic school. Does that count? Sure. Of course, I'll I have take my, it. I have my Mount Angel polo on today, and we're <laughs> celebrating Catholic Schools Week this week at Modern Day Radio. And coming up, we've got a second cup coming up. We're going to talk about Catholic schools. We're going to talk about what uh, what happened to Eric and his Catholic education <laughs> and uh, some of the reasons why well, Catholic schools are the best around. So stay with us. That's coming up right after our weather. Yeah. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. 
This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days he spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. 840 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 57 today with a low of 48. Chance for precipitation goes up as the day comes to a close. There's going to be more rain throughout the week, but today I think it's going to stay sunny with scattered clouds and a pretty good temperature to do things outside. It looks beautiful outside mm-hmm. right now. I'd, I'd kind of like to get for a little walk this afternoon. Oh, I'm going out. I'm okay. going out. You bet. Well, currently it's not too bad. Pretty mild, 49 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And a little cooler down south, it's 47 at O'Hare Catholic School in Eugene. I am very true to my school. I can I can remember and name Every one of my Catholic school teachers, starting with Sister Sally in the first grade at St. Mary's Catholic School in Escondido, California. And in fact, the plaid skirt that I wore is still one of the patterns that you can find at Dennis Uniform. Wow. How about that? Wow. Talk about carrying on a legacy. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I think that maybe they would prefer it if I talked less about them because they're still trying to stay in business. (laughs) The sisters, you turned out pretty good. I, I, I if you're a product of Catholic education, then it's doing a great I, job. I would love to yeah. think so. And I would tell you this. My experience going to Catholic school was such a positive and important one that I we did it for our own kids. There, uh, that and, says everything right there. And, and it really does. And so they begin. It started yesterday, National Catholic Schools Week. So many kids are entering today. Oftentimes the schools, they have like a whole week of events. 
Uh, it's going to start with, I don't know, crazy hat day. Then it's going to be pajama day. And then it's going to be, you know, grandparents day. A lot of times they bring up, you know, a, a family friend with them to school. So they really just get a lot of information and, and activities and all kinds of things to celebrate our Catholic schools. It is a big celebration. I recall there's a, a bishop in Tallahassee, Florida, B- Bishop Bill Wack. He's the first Holy Cross bishop, and he was in Austin. And they had a school at St. Ignatius Martyr Parish there in Austin. And he ran a marathon for the students during Catholic Schools Week one year on a treadmill. And the classes would come in and encourage Father Bill one nice. at a time, and it was streamed online. It was so much. I just, that was one of the coolest things I saw for Catholic Schools Week, and he was raising money for the school's new roof. Nice. And yeah, it turned out very successful. Well, you but know, he uh, did the, did he the marathon there with all the students encouraging him, go, go, go. Yeah. Well, not to be outdone, our one of our own Monsignors, Monsignor O'Connor, told me a story once of when he participated with one of the Catholic schools in his diocese in Boston area or something. They did a burpee challenge <laughs> for the school. Uh, day one, one burpee. Day two, two burpees and by day 100 it was 100 burpees so it was you really get you know building up to it 98 burpees 99 burpees and then on the last day i believe he said the group of them that were doing it that were raising the money for the school got together and they did their last 100 burpees uh all together you know that burpees is the you know down on the ground respect jump into a plank jump back together and then up in the air one burpee. So, but you're talking doing 100. 100. And like I said, though, you've got to love Catholic education. Day one feels <laughs> great if you only have to do one burpee. It's when you're getting up there 50 and <laughs> higher, you're having to do a lot of burpees. Oh, come on, two and higher for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought that we would spend some time today talking about our wonderful Catholic schools. Yes. And of course, like I said, they wear that iconic plaid uniform. Kids, I know they feel like, ugh, the uniforms. Why do I have to wear uniforms? But I tell you what, as parents, I loved the school uniforms. I did because it's there was nothing that I had to worry about in the morning. Didn't have to go look for anything. There you go. There's your pants. There's your white shirt. Girls, there's your plaid. You guys are all set. So that was it. They, they got to choose what color socks they wanted to wear. That's about it. <laughs> I can see where that would reduce the drama considerably. <laughs> it made for wonderful mornings. Although yesterday I did have a moment and, and I did flash back to uh, dropping the kids off at school. I was getting ready for church and Scott's like, uh, time to go, time to go. And I could not find a shoe. Now I am a, a very patient mama. I, I have no problem with that unless I am looking for a missing shoe, a missing article, a book. <laughs> it just, I lose my mind. And so I was on the verge of losing my mind because I cannot tell you the number of mornings where I heard this. Mom, I can't find one of my shoes. And I'm like, where is it? And the answer was always this. I don't know. I left them right here. Ah. Yeah. That is not, don't, don't tell me, then they'd be right there. So then, of course, I would go right to the parent playbook and found out what my parents would have told me. And they would have said, what, did it just walk off on its own? 
right? Heard that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. But our Catholic schools are wonderful. And so for this today, actually, our Catholic schools put together 12 reasons. This is the National School Office. 12 reasons that makes Catholic schools so fantastic. So I thought we would talk about a few of these today. A dozen reasons why to choose a Catholic school. So first off, they say, we offer an education that combines Catholic faith and teachings with academic excellence. Amen. Look, yeah. you can find great Catholic, uh, great schools out there. There are. There are great schools. There are dedicated teachers. But only in our Catholic archdiocesan Catholic schools will they intermingle your Catholic faith in every subject. It's absolutely. That's it. That's the reason why I, I think for sure. Secondly, they say we partner with parents in the faith formation of their children. Now, our church is very quick to say that parents are the primary teachers of their children's faith. And to know that our teachers in our Catholic schools partner with us, they say, we're going to do this with you, not against you, not with our ideology, different from whatever you're teaching. No, we're going to do faith formation together. I think that's perfect. Thirdly, we set high standards for student achievement and help them succeed. Mm. It's a high bar. Our Catholic schools definitely are a high bar. But again, our teachers are are right there uh, to, to walk with you all along the way. All right. We are celebrating Catholic Schools Week, Faith Excellence Service. I believe that's the theme for this year's week. So fourthly, we provide a balanced academic curriculum that integrates faith, culture, and life. It's integrated. Ah, I appreciate that. I was wondering what the difference between that and number one is, but the life element. It must be. Integrate faith, culture, and life, for sure. Uh, Fifthly, we use technology effectively to enhance education. Effective use of technology. Uh, That is a skill that is uh, difficult to teach, I think. But look at all the robotics teams that these Catholic schools have. They, I mean, sure. they do some cool things. Drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a lot more than than uh, me making that volcano erupt back in ninth grade science. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. Now, we, you know, I recognize the kids. Look, from, from now on, you're not going to be able to take a computer out of the educational system when you're looking at high school mm-hmm. and colleges. They are. The, the way that documents are passed back and forth between students, group projects, messages to teachers. It just is a way of how education is happening today. So kids at an earlier and earlier age are exposed to screen time. We understand that as well. So through our Catholic schools, they have got to learn effective means by using that technology. It can't be every way, but uh, in the ways that technology is combined into schools, it's really important that kids learn how to moderate that for themselves for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So Catholic schools, we're going to keep on going on. Number six, the, we instill in students the value of service to others. Oh, yes. Isn't that important? Now, I think that I remember both uh, in our kids' eighth grade year and I be- and then as they preparing for sacramental prep. And I believe the same thing goes for our Catholic high schools. There are hours and mm-hmm. hours that every student has to fulfill in order to do that. In many ways, they go to, uh, I think, Blanchet House. Well, a lot of times at the Blanchet House. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. And in fact, I think that might have even started as an idea for 
one of the local high schools, uh, right? University of Portland. Oh, it was University uh-huh. of Portland. Mm-hmm. They, they, they started that. Right. Yeah. And so it's important to recognize to give back. That's yeah. got to be a way of life. I think it's wonderful, too, like Knights of Columbus, a lot of their service works involves bringing the whole family together in oh, order to and participate. And their scholarship program. Yeah. yeah. The Knights do a lot with Catholic schools. All right. Now, moving along, uh, they say that through Catholic schools, we teach children respect of self and of others. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot of that, I see, in some of these uh, schools that happen. And then they say they also emphasize moral development and self-discipline. Okay, again, it's uh, teaching the whole student, the whole person, recognizing the whole person of that student and really developing all of them. All right, so going on, they say we prepare students to be productive citizens and future leaders. How many times, I I can't even remember who it was recently, I was looking up something about a, uh, I think it might have been a comedian, Catholic school educated, leaders in in the world, Catholic educated. It it just goes on and on, that that development uh, to create future leaders. And when we get those interns in here from the Catholic schools, they're amazing. We have had some phenomenal. I mean, it really bodes well for the future. All right. And now we also know that the high standard that Catholic schools provide leads to great educational opportunities. They have a 99% high school graduation rate and 85% of their graduates go on to college. Wow. I mean, that is an incredible number. Fantastic. I mean, if you want to guarantee a graduate in high school, Catholic schools will get them there. And then rounding out the list, they say we cultivate a faculty and staff of people who are dedicated, caring, and effective. And lastly, we provide a safe and welcome environment for all. A safe and welcoming environment for all. So as uh, we talk about Catholic schools, and we'll keep this up throughout the week, our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, is just insistent that anybody who wants Catholic education for their children yes. should have an opportunity to receive that. So look in your bulletin. I know many schools were doing open houses this week. You talked about a couple, Eric, already. Check out your local Catholic schools. It is a wonderful place to raise your children. Incredible. Powerful. We hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app 
or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 855 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 20% chance of rain after 2 o'clock this afternoon. Going to be sunny otherwise with a high near 57. Tonight that chance of rain goes up to 40%, low about 48. Enjoy that sunshine. Right now it's out in full force. 48 right now in Stumptown. And closing out our show today, here is Steve Angrizano, More Beautiful. You, of course, are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Find you more beautiful, more glorious, more alive in this life, more victorious. Be more free, and all we can be more than yesterday. May we find you more beautiful, more glorious, more alive in this life, more victorious. Be more free. Find you more beautiful, more glorious, more alive in this life, more victorious. Be more free, and all we can be more than yesterday.
Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Steve Angrisano, more beautiful. It's 8.59. What a Monday. What a Monday. Catholic schools, bubble wrap, oh, Eric yeah. telling us stuff about things we don't know. <laughs> National Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Okay. What a great way to kick off National Catholic Schools Week. How fun. And that sunshine. It's coming in through Woo. there. I don't think teachers want you bringing in bubble wrap. No, probably not. We hope you have a blessed day.